Hello, 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 and welcome to the Entrepreneur Playground. This is episode 18, and I am joined by an awesome coach. This is going to be so much fun. I'm, I'm just so excited to have him here. This has been probably the longest time comings from when we decided to do this together to when we got, know, right? <laughs> we got on, the, on the recording. It was mostly my fault, but uh, I'm super excited to have have a, a friend here, coach. His name is Rob Cook. He is uh, an amazing, amazing mindset coach. And the, the vehicle that he teaches people through is through fitness. And he's a uh, an ex-military member. So uh, of course, just want to thank you for your service and uh, and just love what you're up to, man. Thank you so much for, for joining me here today. I uh, know. I appreciate you for inviting me. And I was thinking it was more my fault. I was like, God, man, you got to get back to Martin. You know, you got to make uh, So I'm glad it kind of all came came out. So came out. Yeah, it, it yeah. definitely. So it, maybe it was equally, I don't know, but I'm going to take responsibility. I, I should have had you out here a long well, time Well, I'll ago. let you have it. If, if you <laughs> want it, I'll let you have it. <laughs> I make but, uh, enough mistakes that if I don't have to take up one, I can let you have it. It's perfectly fine. If you want it, Martin, all yours. You know. Sure, I'll I'll take this one. You, you got the yeah, next I'm one. Happy to, I'm happy to be here, man. I'm happy to be here. Let's have some fun. How about that? Definitely, definitely. And if, if there's anything else that you'd like to add, I know that you're up to so much more than than what I just said. So please uh, please feel free to to introduce yourself a little bit more fully if if you'd like. Oh man, um, no, I think that was about it. I, I'm Rob. Uh, that's pretty much how I, I like being introduced uh, to allow everybody to come into, you know, however they want to perceive what it is that I hear. Like I said, you know, who knows? I may tell a few stories and people will think, oh, man, that dude's an asshole. Well, yeah, that's Rob. He's an asshole, you know, <laughs> or they may go, oh, my God, he's a very, you know, nice human being. Yeah, well, that's Rob, too. So <laughs> it's, you know, but yeah, I did serve uh, uh, 21 years in the United States Air Force. Um, as a, do you know, Jason Deppin? Yes. Okay. So Jason, that's right. You were in the, you were in the uncomfortable course. That's right. Yes. Uh, I remember saying that I used to protect people, places, and things in the military. That was my job. And Jason said, so you protected nouns. And I was <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Okay. Very valuable nouns. That's what yeah. I protected. Uh, so I pretty much started out doing, um, things like high value dollar aircraft, um, bomber, B-1 bombers, AWACS planes, J-Star planes, things, you know, multi-billion dollar planes or multi-million dollar planes, I'm sorry. Then it got into spaces. Um, some of my deployments include protecting, having a team of 75 that protected the uh, largest humanitarian airstrip we had in Iraq um, for a portion of time in which I was deployed there. And around 2000, I think it was 12, 2012-ish, um, I was selected to go to the Pentagon and start protecting people. So our, our highest ranking officers in the military and in DOD. And that's kind of where uh, a lot of things kind of shifted for me um, in learning, um, just learning. Uh, I don't even know what all it was I was learning, but I was learning a lot. I was following um, some people who were revered in military history like none other. Uh, the last guy I protected was Admiral William McRaven, who was the commander responsible for Operation Neptune Spear. So uh, the killing of Osama bin Laden. So spending every day with him and, you know, going from watching him testify at Capitol Hill about special operations and, and how our forces were handling themselves on the ground and us getting back in the vehicle. And he was like, hey, get a bunch of guys. Let's go play some basketball. And you're like, man, this dude was in Black Hawk Down, the real event, not the movie, yeah. you know, you know, Captain Phillips, he was one of those seals who touched that deck. So it was kind of like, you play basketball? You know, <laughs> like what? You know, how do you have time to do regular stuff? And you're so, and I mean, honestly, now that I think about it, he was probably the first person I saw be more than one thing. Like every other officer, who were great. I mean, they were all great, everyone mm -hmm. I followed, but they were dug in on being that general officer and there was a way to it. I mean, he just flowed, man. He he understood something that was a little bit different than everybody else I had protected. And and again, not to to put him on a pedestal as he was better to protect than others, but it, it was just 
and watching him, I, I felt different, you know, um, yeah. and I'm pretty sure that had something to do with what he had experienced in his life as a Navy SEAL, you know, um, so yeah, that was, that's why I spent majority of it, of my learning process, you know, coming out of that. And then I retired in 2017 after 21 years and was just struggling just didn't understand. Um, I had been a military member longer than I had been a civilian. Um, I was a kid when I joined. I was perceiving myself as a man. I'm back to being a kid now. So no worries about that. <laughs> that bullshit is gone about being grown. I'm, I'm done with that. You know, uh, <laughs> but it was it was just really, man, trying to trying to find some stable footing. And um, the, through now, just looking back, I, I was realizing what was happening was I really didn't have a foundation of my own. Um, everything that I was doing in life was built on another thought, perspective, or value that someone had gave me. And although I admired everyone who gave me something, it was still theirs, not mine. Um, up until I met <clears throat> Michael Neal, um, my mentor, my, my dear friend, um, and he pointed me into a direction to find myself, you know, and, um, and that was probably one of the biggest blessings I've ever received. And it's been a journey since then, uh, learning, um, developing, growing, um, laughter, tears, the whole nine, all of it has been there, but it's this um, spaceman of loving every bit of it, loving every bit of making a mistake just as much as I love being on top of the hill in triumph, you know, loving the feeling of falling just as much as I dub the feeling of flying, you know, um, because it's all the same now for me, is I, I could pretty much learn in just about anything. Um, and even if that learning is, this is just not where I'm supposed to be, then then that that's a gift in itself. So um, yeah, man, that's that's pretty much who I am and, 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 and me and how that shows up really is just moment by moment, uh, just trying to do the best I can with um, presenting my truth and my art, you know? Um, I understand. I use fitness. You know, most people now I started training because that was just the easiest thing to do once I got out the military. You know, we have such high physical fitness standards that it was almost like a no brainer. Mm -hmm. uh, but I realized when I start training. That it was something more I was really trying to point people to and I just didn't know how to say it. And I really didn't know what it was until coming into this understanding. Um, but I kept it, you know, I still love, I have a few clients that I still train, like personally train only yeah. now. Um, but now I, I know it's just making people become aware of their own, you know, so I, I do it however that, that, that comes out. Uh, but most people, when we start working out, they feel better. And what I know is when you feel better, you listen a lot better. And, and that's pretty much, it just allows me an opportunity to meet anybody wherever they are. You know, whether it's us walking or whether we hitting the weights, whether we're in some type of obstacle race or it, it's again, it's it, the spectrum of, of the, the freedom it allows me with connecting with people is just like none other, you know. So uh, I, I guess you can call me a health coach, too. I don't know, man, but that's that's me in a nutshell, bro. And I, I love having fucking fun. Like that that is the if you're gonna introduce me, introduce me is I love having fun. I love laughing. You know, I, I love laughing, man. Absolutely. I I love love your introduction. I mean, that was you know just so so unique and, and there's so many different perspectives and, and places for us to go from here. And uh, I, I just appreciate what you're up to and, and what you're doing in the world and, and how willing you are to share it, because I know that, that you have a podcast and that you have, you know, different avenues where you're able to share what, what you're seeing. And so I, I just want to, you know, give you the, the highest respects because I, I just love what you're doing. So, so thank I you for that. I appreciate that, man. I appreciate that. Yeah. The podcast has been fun. It's um, the three PGC podcast call. We're listening. Mm -hmm. um, and it was, I, I guess it was a product of the 3PGC board starting to listen to the community and um, extend some olive branches and heal some wounds and, and help um, with some of the suffering that we overall as not just the 3P community, but the world 
with what they were facing, were dealing with. And uh, it's been it's been a beautiful thing. I literally was just sending a message earlier about how I had no idea what what reach that that podcast would have, and to some of the people start sending me messages. And and I'm I'm not even gonna lie, man. Sometimes it gets so overwhelming with excitement and joy. Like you're just like what, like what, you know. And it just keeps me going. It, it you know, uh, the the whole show is not even really about me. And I I'm actually been hit over the head a couple times about doing an episode about me on the podcast because it's all about everybody else's voices. Because you know, I just want that hurt. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I've had, you know, people from the UK, male, female, black, white, uh, Catholic, Christian, like it, it didn't matter. It was just just a bunch of all of us ex- explaining our human experience and how that shows up. And and it's it's been just such a joy, man, uh, meeting and learning people, mm-hmm. you know, and it all and I mean, it hasn't been all easy, you know, um, working through and, and learning and things like that. But it is sure as hell been um, fulfilling. That would probably be the word I use fulfilling. Yeah. yeah, that's that's amazing. And you know, we're we're ten minutes into this podcast, and and I'd like to to raise my hand and to to advocate for you to do one about yourself. <laughs> <laughs> I think that that would be amazing. I'm, uh-huh. I'm it's coming. drawing in. I'm like, oh, I'm, I would listen to that right this second. <laughs> yeah. It's coming. We got it. It's probably title. I got the title from a, a very close friend. She said, yeah, it needs to be the man behind the mic. The man and, behind uh, the mic. And I was like, okay, I like that. I like that. So yeah, when it, when it comes, it, it, it'll come. And I, I, I'll have fun with it. You know. I, I'd hope so. <laughs> like, yeah. I don't I don't think there's anything else you could do with it. I, I think yeah. that would be that would be awesome. I love the the name of the, the title as well. That's great. But uh but so the, the last point that you touched on is obviously where this conversation is going. So uh yeah, you, know, you, you said you you love to have fun, and I I was so excited to do this episode with you because I knew that you had this military background and and that seems like a place where there isn't much fun. Like it, it, obviously it's, you know, very serious, you know, in the movies that, you know, we watch, you know, that doesn't look like fun at all. Like, you know, even the, the training scenes, you know, even before the, the actual fighting, like it's, you know, that just doesn't look fun. And you see some of those like higher up sergeants and commanders and everything that are, you know, the, the real serious, you know, guys. Yeah. And so I, I, I'm curious to hear from you, if we could go back to that point, you know, how, what was that like, or how did you develop this, you know, this knack for fun coming from that background? Ooh. Oh man. Oh, that's a damn good question, bro. Um, I, <clears throat> I can, I, I don't know how far back it goes, but I'll, I'll tell you what comes to mind. I'll tell you the story that comes to mind. So 2010, I was uh, deploying to Iraq and it was the first time it was the first time I deployed as a team leader. So as a team leader means you're now responsible for other members. It's not just yourself. Before I followed the team member. So he had to make sure I was okay, you know, or, or so I thought he it was his responsibility, whatever. But this time I was responsible. And um, and so I was just approaching it with this tenseness and I I raised the so-called stakes in my head and didn't realize with I mean didn't realize at the point I was really still playing the same game stay alive you know I but I just raised the stakes which made it a lot harder and so we were in um Creech Las Vegas Mm -hmm. and Creech is this small town outside of Las Vegas that is almost a direct replica of what the grounds in a desert of Afghanistan and Iraq look like. And so that's what we train at. And we have down aircraft there that we, we train and we do things like that. And I remember we, we were deploying at such a high rate at that time that they were just, they were doubling up the training classes. So a class uses about 50, 45, you know, 50 people, but this time we got 80. And so they were running two classes simultaneously. And what would happen is because it was so many of us, they couldn't feed us all at the same time. So on one day, the first group would eat, 
And then the other group would have to wait for an hour, an hour and a half to the other group finish eating. And then we start training. And I was sitting there and we were, we had eight and we were sitting there and we had like an hour to wait. And I was just like, this sucks. Like it was just quiet. Everybody was doing their own thing. And we've been, we're in a big classroom or whatever. And I remember walking over, we had a female captain who was our team leader um our flight commander and then a, a master sergeant and i i walked over to him i said hey um can we do something and they were like do what i was like oh no but i, I mean this sucks like you know what i mean like this i, I couldn't even explain it to him and they kind of laughed because they they knew what i was saying but and so he says um keep it clean just keep it clean and, and what that meant is follow military order and protocols, you know, things like that. And so I walk up in front of the class and I was like, hey, anybody got any talents? Anybody know how to sing or some shit like that? And, you know, everybody kind of looked up like, what? Like, what are you? I was like, I mean, man, we got an hour and a half. Like, don't nobody know poetry or some shit? Like, I mean, can we do something? And a dude in the back of the class was like, I know how to sing. And I was like, come on up. So he came up and he sung a song. And the dude really could sing. And it was like, everybody started clapping. And next thing you know, I was in mode at that point. I was like, next, coming to the stage, who's up? And then people just started coming up, doing things. And we had this guy who ended up bringing his guitar out because he would play his guitar. That was how he calmed his mind down because he was very nervous about his first deployment. And he wrote a song about our class. And so within the weeks we was there training, now people are showing up to the morning talent show. <laughs> like it's not like folks, don't, they, they're grabbing their food and it became part of our day. It was like, hey, get there for the talent show. And then training starts at this time. And we just had a blast with that. And that was kind of like, it, it, and it, it extended all the way down range. We actually did a talent show in Iraq, <laughs> we, you know, just to have fun. I, um, and that was kind of it when I just could see that, you know, people laughing and joking. We weren't taking the training any less serious. Mm -hmm. We were almost, we were almost better for it um because we kind of knew each other so i think that was kind of when shit got fun for me you know when, when when it really got fun for me and um yeah it's it's just been like that ever since man like i'm going to find a way to to kind of sell it in that spot because i mean for me laughing is one of the only things i know immediately has to be done in the present mm -hmm. no past and no pre it's no past and no future with that it's you have to be present to laugh. And so not saying what you're laughing about is right or wrong. You know? <laughs> you know, we all laugh at some different shit, you know? Uh, but I know what being present does. And so, yeah, that's, that's pretty much why it's one of my, uh, one of my big, 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 if I would say factors or keys or values yeah. or whatever, you know, is laugh often or laugh a lot. You know, I, I, I am always somewhere pretty much trying to laugh, you know, cause I, <laughs> I went years, man, with, with a frown on my face, with, with not enjoying the existence of life. You know, it's just going through the routine. It was um, checking the boxes. It was meeting the metrics. And, you know, people would tell me, if you got into my company or we were behind the so-called closed doors or whatever, it's like, bro, you should smile more. Like, man, you're funny as hell. Are you this? And I'm like, no. You know, I had to be this image of, like you say, what the movies were, or you know, um, had to be angry about certain things and all that shit that just really never felt good for me to put on. And uh, I've been silly for as long as I know. <laughs> uh, you know, I, I, I've been silly for as long as I know, and and now. It ain't getting me sent to the office anymore. You know, people are starting to like it. So, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm all about some fun, man. But I'm very serious about this work of uh, relieving suffering in a human being. 
Um, so I, I, as much as I talk about laughing and smiling, make no mistake about it, I'm about helping human suffering. You know, uh, I'm just gonna do it with a laugh. I, I love that. And I, I think that that's, you know, you touched on some very important points along. I, I love the story. And apparently you're also a, an MC. You didn't mention that at all, but you, you yes. got the, oh, man, that's the skills, yeah, the that's skills of, right the, <laughs> of the MC. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I think that's really cool too. You, you add that to the, to the introduction next time. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, I, I think that that, you know, what you were pointing to is that it, it never took away from the training by doing yeah. this thing differently. And it, it, lightened everybody up and made people closer and more connected and i think that that's that's like invaluable you know that you can't really teach that or or do that in in any other way yeah and it's it, it has showed up so many different ways that and and it's opened so many <clears throat> doors it's it's just like this this weirdness with you i remember when i first got assigned to special ops i was nervous as shit I was like, I wanted to make a good impression. I, I wanted them to know I was the best fighter, shooter, and driver of motorcades. Like, I really wanted to make a big impression on these guys. Um, and <laughs> we, we had you. You use everybody gets a call sign on, on teams, right? You get yeah. something, and it's usually because you make a mistake somewhere or some. And sure as shit, man, in my opportunity. Uh, it's coming up. We're getting very close to going to the range. And it's my first time going with the new team to the range. And I'm like, all right, you know, I'm, I'm like, I got to make this good impression. You know, all of this pressure I put on myself. But it's it's starting to thunder and rain. And in the conventional world, meaning at the Pentagon and conventional forces, everything is about safety. So if it's thundering and lightning, you close down the range because the safety is that you know somebody could get hurt and because on a mass scale that that makes sense but in special operations that's not how they play because your mission could happen when it's raining when it's raining yeah and so i sent off this message to the team lead and the team's like hey i just want to confirm thinking i'm doing the right thing here that um we're still a go for training at the range in the morning because it's raining oh shit! why did i do that <laughs> The next morning, when I come in, my new call sign is called Rain Man. <laughs> and, and from that point on, I was known as the pretty boy protection guy who didn't want to get rained on, right? And it was, it, it rippled through the team, but it, it kind of, I just laughed about it. I was like, I mean, all right, my bad. You know, it was, but it was so funny that that's how they got, they, their introduction to me was through laughter. Their introduction to me was was funny. Their introduction to me um, was that, and and it really shaped such a great time there. You know, I mean, they were always just whenever things got crazy, be like, "Man, Rain Man, what are you doing?" You know, it was just it. it I don't know, man. It just was that kind of like the that was how I was introduced there with all that pressure, and and it just worked to not trying to to force anything or be anybody else other than me. So I don't think I'm ever leaving, man. I really don't. Uh, <laughs> uh, I love laughing. Definitely. That's, that's awesome. That's another great story. I, I appreciate you sharing that rain man, Rob rain man cook. That's, yeah. oh, oh, that's awesome. I even got a Jersey that was on my flag football Jersey. <laughs> like, Hey man, it was, I, and I took it. That was my call sign. I wore it. You know, one of our other guys, his name, his, his call sign was Shipwreck, which <laughs> Shipwreck. obviously tells you he was a mess, right? Yeah. Like he, was a baby, <laughs> yeah. he was a mess. He was right-eye dominant, but he shot left-handed. And that's confusing for us because he wore all of his weapons on the same side. And that was like, bro, you're weird. Like, it's like you're a shipwreck. You <laughs> you're know? <a> shipwreck. <laughs> I, uh, I haven't told this story on, on this show yet. So anybody who didn't know me in college won't know this, but, uh, but so I, I played rugby at my university at Loyola and, you know, obviously I don't want to compare it to the military, but you know, we had our nicknames as well. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and my first day of college, I get to the, to the meeting very late 
and you know they're having the meeting and so i got there a few minutes late and i had to stand by the door there wasn't anybody there weren't any seats left so i'm standing and the rest of the the older kids like sophomores juniors and seniors are voting on who's going to be the uh the president the captains on the field those kind of things so when you got nominated you had to leave the room so we the rest of the people could vote to see who was going to have that position and so the kids you know somebody would get nominated and they'd get up to leave and i'd i opened the door for them and let them out because i was standing right there <laughs> and then when we finished voting i had to i opened the door and called them back in and and i you know i held the door for them because that was my you know that was just the right thing to do i'm standing there um and so my first day of college before I even saw the rugby field, I didn't even know what a rugby ball looked like at this point. And I had the nickname doorman immediately. <laughs> so I didn't even, didn't even step on the field. And I was like, well, I can't quit now. Like I, I already have a name. Doorman. Yeah. I'm I already doorman. got a nickname. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, so the, the name of this podcast episode is going to be Doorman and Rain Man. <laughs> Doorman and Rain Man. I love it. I love it. So you play you play rugby? Yeah. So I played rugby at, uh, at Loyola University in Maryland. And, and I played for, you know, for my four years through uh, through college. So from that first day of college until till my yeah. last day, I, I played the whole time. And uh, that is so funny. I know a few rugby players. One. Um, Scott, he's from New Zealand. He was, uh, he was actually on the All Blacks. Wow. Oh, yeah. It, <laughs> it, oh, my God. Scott was a motherfucker, man. And, uh, <laughs> but we were in, um, we were in, God, we was in one of Michael's classes together. No and kidding. so, yeah, he came in one day with this jersey on. And it was like, you know, it was a pretty cool looking jersey. And um, he was like, yeah, I'm from the All Blacks. Or he was telling me, I was like. <laughs> Bro, you white? What do you mean? You're from all black? What are you talking about? Like, I, I didn't know, you know. But I looked it up. Was like, oh, like they the yeah. truth, you know? They, they're legit. They're the truth, yeah. And uh, God, now you made me think. I need to text Scott when we hang up, bro. But uh, and another guy was this lieutenant who used to play on our flag football team. And all I knew about this dude was he was so fast. It was crazy. Like he, he was like. I mean, trying to catch his flag was just way, I was just happy he was on our team. Yeah, but yeah. he was he was on the uh, US uh, Olympic rugby team. Wow. Once or twice, so, you know, one, yeah. or whatever the year team that goes for the Olympics, he was on that, the trials. I don't know the right terminology of it, but he was high level when it came to it. And um, you guys are some phenomenal athletes, dude. <laughs> Foot, football and basketball is my shit, but when I saw rugby, I was like, geez, like, God, you know, that, that thing, we go, mm, mm, yeah. mm, you know, <laughs> I don't, right. I don't know if I'd put myself in the, in the phenomenal athlete level, but I, it, it was definitely, definitely physically demanding. And, you know, many, many times where I, I considered quitting or, you know, just hanging it up because it, it was, it was a very physical sport. It was wild. I mean, some of the rules I, I still don't understand. Like, you know, yeah. I, I played for four years and the refs would call something to be like, what just happened? Like, what is that? So it's a very confusing sport, very physically demanding. It is definitely challenging to, to play that, but it, it is a lot of fun and, and it, it really, shaped you know who i was going to be as a as an adult because it it was yeah. that took up my whole college career and uh it, it was so valuable to to be a part of that type of team and to have that that brotherly connection that connection that, yeah i love that well i tell you man i call you an athlete a phenomenal <laughs> here's what i'm gonna tell you if i showed up at loyal <laughs> to play rugby I damn sure believe my nickname would be a lot worse than Doorman. You hear me? <laughs> I'm pretty sure my call sound be that motherfucker. That's right. <laughs> Close the door from that motherfucker. Like that's <laughs> don't let that motherfucker on the field. Like that's what my nickname would have been. You know, so no way, man. That's but yeah, that's pretty dope. 
That yeah, cool. that's very cool. Like I said, that's the first time I've told that story on here. So curious to, to see what, what the listeners are going to think about that. Yeah. But, uh, I do know a lot of the, the rugby guys are uh, are following. So uh, so a big shout out to the Loyola rugby team. They were uh, they were number one in the nation, actually, when COVID hit last year. So they were going to play in the in the final four. It was you know a long time coming. We finally got some scholarship athletes and uh, really made a nice push, a nice run with some young kids and uh, really exciting stuff happening down there in this, this mm. small school in Maryland. Um, so I, so I what are you, how do you, how do you prepare for rugby? Like, how do you, like, in, I mean, in, in basketball, you can shoot hoops and you know what I mean? Yeah. You, or in football, you just catch out the gauntlet because I was a receiver and the quarterback. Yeah. So as long as I'm throwing the catch and I'm, how do you practice rugby though? Yeah, like, that's, I mean, it's pretty similar. It's like, you know, you got to learn how to pass the ball and you can only pass backwards, which is super confusing. Like you can't, there's no like, you know, throwing the, throwing the ball yeah, forward. Down to, yeah. You could, you could kick forward, but everything had to be behind you. And pretty much the number one thing was to catch the ball at like full speed. And if you did that, it was a lot harder to tackle you. Like if, if somebody yeah. throws you the ball, the ball's in the air. And if you run onto it and catch it, then you just, okay, can, yeah. then you can take off. And, and that's really how it was done. And, you know, once you get tackled, you have to like put the ball down or you have to pass it before you get down. And so it was a lot of practicing, just passing the ball. And, you know, I'm kind of surprised you'll see like a trick play in football every once in a while, like where someone laterals it. And that's really like, that's rugby. I'm surprised more NFL teams aren't like hiring like rugby athletes and or practicing those oh, yeah. type uh, of uh, trick uh, plays yeah. because I, I've seen them happen and I'm like, wow, that that works. And, and we used to do, we had a flag football team. It was most of the rugby team. And and we used to do that. Teams would get pissed at us because we were playing rugby. And you can probably lateral that motherfucker all the way across the field. Cause that's all the way across yeah. the field. So quarter, our quarterback was fast. My buddy, Phil, he would, you know, yeah. we pitch him the ball and he'd just go off and it was, it was so much fun. And we were playing a different sport pretty much. And, <laughs> and it, you know, you had to bring that, that creativity to the field. Yeah, I'd have been mad too because we wouldn't have known what to do with that. Not just yeah. be mad at losing. Yeah, no, I'd have been mad exactly. too. <laughs> the exactly. rugby guys need to go back to rugby class and get the hell off the football. Field. Yeah, yeah, we, we, didn't, we didn't have any, you know, all star, all blacks, or you know, people yeah. playing for USA rugby on our our team. You know, our team looked pretty average at speed, so we had to use use a, a few different methods, not just uh, pure athleticism. Oh man, that's funny. Thanks, Martin. <laughs> so you, you, rugby. you, yeah rugby player man it's it was it was a big big part of my life it was uh it was a lot of fun and and you know still still grateful for those couple of years where i was you know athletic enough to to stay on the field yeah <laughs> <laughs> so uh so i know that you you bring in the the fitness and you, you mentioned that you do have a few clients that you still like train you know that you're a personal trainer for and and do you ever bring, you know, bring in this idea of like fun or play into that atmosphere? Like how, how do you do it? Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. um, you know, part of my sign up or intake is letting you know, we gonna laugh. Like it is not a, I had, I had one coaching client that we didn't start to coach until I get her to laugh. And uh, because she was going through so much, she was going through a very hard divorce and a bunch of things. And I remember asking her, um, I said, when is the last time you laughed? And it literally almost broke my heart when she had to think first, when she had to just stop and think about it. Mm -hmm. But then her answer, if she couldn't remember, was like the trampoline effect of that will never happen again kind of like you know and so from that point even now when she shows up late like she'll show up late to a session and these are in person here and she'll just look at me and bust out laughing <laughs> it's, it's like because because what are you gonna do at that yeah. point she's late and she's there and and that's when i know okay cool we're, we're ready then and, and we just go you know um but it's it's definitely a part of everything, man. Even it's even why I you could see it because I know you just said with video too, the music behind me. Um, I'm not a musician. Um, never really did much with music other than listen to it. But um, 
some very close people to me were having a hard time and I didn't want to be coachy with them, but I wanted to be with them. And so what I knew was those individuals loved music. And so I, I hop online and the first thing was I bought my MIDI and then I bought a DJ thing. And I just started trying to learn music so that we could just spend time together. And um, it's been amazing. And it's turned into me thinking I'm a mini producer over here. Oh, you know, <laughs> Rob on the tracks, you know. Uh, I, I get in here and I'm DJing at night and, you know, it just, just really um, anything, man. You know, anything. Um, I, I did go to hosting school uh, because that, you know, I, I wanted to see, was it something there? You know, so I've I've been coached in that, in, in that vessel of, of bringing energy to people and things like that. So it's all a part of what I do. Even, even if we're going to fall on not being able to do something together, we're going to laugh our ass off at it. Uh, you know, it's, it's kind of like that secret sauce. If, if, if I could, you know, say it to the, to the recipe, you, it's that secret sauce to the cake that makes the cake amazing. You know, I get it. Sometimes the cake is hard to chew, but you still keep chewing it. You know, sometimes it goes down smooth. Then you just eat another piece. But this, this whole thing about uh, tapping into fun, tapping into laughter, um, I think just open up a spot within us to just create, you know? Um, and, and yeah, it's just super cool, man, to me at least. Yeah. Absolutely. I, I, I think that that's amazing. And I think it is so, so valuable to, to bring that as a, as a piece, bring that in or an ingredient, I guess, into the cake or, you know, um, however you want to phrase that. that yeah, I mean, cause when I'm at the table, pretty much at least what I've experienced, people only are reaching out to coaching or people are reaching out because they feel they need help. And so often when a person reaches out for help, the last thing you want them to feel like is you're not valuing their pain or their suffering because you're over here giggling and laughing and shit, you know? Mm -hmm. So it was, it was a, um, it's definitely what I feel a time, timing type thing or a, a, a you know, you're not going to be in the middle of saying your parent passed and I'm busting out laughing at you. No, that's, that's, that's just what I would consider to be just um, inhumane in a sense because that, yeah, that type of, of, of suffering. Um, but, but there's a flow to it where there's been, um, sometimes I've been like just in the darkest, man, some of the darkest times of my life are, I just cry myself to a point of not being able to do anything but laugh. Like just literally just crying, thinking, you know, like what the fuck, you know, to just like, what the fuck? Like, and just next thing you know, I'm laughing. Mm -hmm. And 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 the tears that were released at first from the suffering I was having are now kind of regenerating me to 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 see something different in, in what I was facing. Um, so I definitely understand the balance of it and how it flows and moves as water. But it's almost like a prerequisite to about everything I do. And if I don't have it on its own throughout the day, I won't go to bed before I come in here and play with this stuff, man. I just won't. I just, you know, it helps me sleep better, you know. And I swear, Mark, I'll be in this motherfucker like I'm putting on full-on concert. <laughs> you know, I got fans and shit, you know. it's They screaming my name in here. Yeah. Robert, Robert, encore. You know, all that shit, all that, man. <laughs> Oh man, I I love that, and I I think that there's so so many important distinctions that you're mentioning. You know that it's it doesn't have to be that way all the time, and of course there no. are going to be those moments where you know it's just not humane to even react that way, and and that's really what I think was important that I've heard a lot on this show was that you you don't have to to show up and be silly and or you know make a joke out of everything there are ways that you can you know play without you know without causing pain or without you know without laughing yeah, and yeah. and you know i think that that's really cool that you you introduce some of those ideas or you know if you do have you know a bad day like well, let me just go play with this you know with this music and 
it's not that I'm making a joke out of it, but it's, you know, I'm going to have some fun because I, I need a little bit of that right now. Oh, yeah. Um, it's definitely. And I think Michael told me the story. I can't remember exactly. And I hate to get this wrong, but he told me the story. And I, it was either George Pransky or Sid Banks. You know, it was it was someone who, yeah. who had a grounding or a rootness. And so I, I, I wish I knew exactly what it was, but it was something to the effect or the essence of the story was somebody saying um, to to them that people don't understand I'm just as serious as they are without all the yeah you know um, I'm, I'm just as you know invested in helping us progress uh, you know in humanity as the next philanthropist or entrepreneur or coach or, or whatever you call what it is that you do um just not with all the err you know because for me the err doesn't make me perform well mm -hmm. i don't i don't i don't buy into the again this is just me pressure doesn't make me perform better pressure fucks me up yeah. <laughs> like i hate that shit you know <laughs> and, uh, i was even thinking about this when somebody said you know pressure makes diamonds and i was like if it's held tight enough, because yeah. if not, it, it, it's not. That something is holding that that piece of coal in place for that pressure to make that into a diamond, and that's that's what I call my grounding. So yeah, as long as my grounding holds me, yeah, pressure may may pull a diamond out of me, but uh, you know, I, I I don't see the need to to do that anymore mm -hmm. so yeah um for me the motivation is finding spots to laugh because that that lets me know i'm, I'm flowing and that i know i'll bring my best to the party and and you know so yeah that's how i see it at least yeah that's really really valuable you know to to hear that and you know i I'm curious because there there might be somebody listening, some sort of coach or you know entrepreneur, or even you know somebody that is trying to get on track with the fitness, and you know they're thinking, oh, you know, it's easy for you to say, you know, you're you're in shape already, like you know how to do this, so it, like working out could be fun for you, or you know, you already have a successful business, so so you can play with your business, yeah. and, you know, play yeah. with your music, like what what might you say to someone who who isn't up to that, you know that level yet where they're they're still kind of like they're struggling maybe they're they're just getting their coaching business started and they they're working on getting clients or they're getting into their workout routine and, and aren't really seeing the results yet yeah me too <laughs> me too i'm just starting my coaching business i'm i'm not a multi-million dollar coach you know what i mean I, I actually and this is funny i i don't know if i'm allowed to say this or not but I really don't like fucking working out. Like this is not fun to me. Like, I mean, you know, what I mean? like it's not fun. You know, my legs hurt, my arms hurt. I'm I'm in my forties, man. You know, I'm like this shit is not fun. Um, but I understand the significance of it. Yeah. And so for me, it's not that I work out because I'm looking for fun. Is I work out because I understand what it does for my body and what having my body in a certain place does for me. Um, so what I would say to anybody who is um, thinking that they are not at the level yet of that is one, I don't believe there's levels. Um, I think we've put a linear, a linear diagram on something that's three dimensional or two dimensional, you know, diagram of something that's three dimensional. Um, movement is what I'm, I'm most encouraged by, you know, um, moving often. Just moving as much as you can. Um, in, in coaching business, talk to as many people as you can. Um, especially in, because in our, in our, at least in my mind, when I thought my business wasn't as successful, when I scaled back, I realized I was playing in a pool where everybody was doing the same thing I was doing. So no wonder my business wasn't like I'm asking other coaches to try my programs or other trainers to train with me when they're trying to get other people to train with them. 
So I was, I really wasn't in a pool where everybody, you know, or where I was really looking at what would be valuable, you know, not valuable clients, but clients in general. But when you walk outside and look around, that's your client. That's your clientele. You know, walking up to people at the grocery store and just having a conversation and seeing where it leads. Um, that's how I built, you know, to the point of getting more clients. Uh, I'll stop anybody anywhere. I, somebody told me the other day, I mean, not the other day, but a couple months ago, like, have you ever met a stranger? And I, I thought about it for a while and I said, of course. But then the more and more I think about it, I don't think I have because I feel about comfortable talking to anybody. Um, and I don't care what your story is on. I just want to know a little bit more about it. And so that has opened up my, my clientele, what I'm able to receive as clients. Um, myself, I, I still have a trainer, you know, uh, Christian, I, I have to, I pay him and I go because I don't like working out either sometimes, <laughs> you know? Um, and, and it's funny because Christian gets floored at the flat fact that I'm a health coach and a mindset coach and this and that. And, and here I show up in pajamas, which sends the signal. I don't want to do a lot of shit today, Christian. You know? <laughs> um, so yeah, man, I would just say, keep, keep trying, you know, keep, keep believing that what you're doing is what you want to do and as long as you want to do it man don't don't stop no matter if that's one person or two or three and before long something to click and if it's not building um i was laughing about this the other day i had a program that i had tried to do uh called the taste of wellness mm-hmm. and a bunch of people you know with send me like oh my god you know that's gonna be great and this and martin no shit I showed up that morning, I lot, you know, get ready to go in and I got zero people show up. Oh man. I I my feelings were so hurt for about three minutes. I'm trying to <laughs> tell you, like, oh my God, bro. It was like, you ain't shit. You ain't, you ain't, you know, all of this stuff, right? And then I said, well, I was supposed to be here for a couple of hours. I guess I better do something useful started doing an online course online courses now published on and sold a couple so it was kind of like oh i thought i was supposed to be doing this talk in front no what i really just was so busy with thinking i knew how to set this business up that i really just wasn't doing something fully through through and so when i had that two hours and i put that you know i had it blocked off there was nothing to do i sat down and did something that really built my business and so it, it's kind of learning that, you know, it's yeah. kind of learning that you may think you know what builds a business because the guy online told you, you know, uh, this. That. I had a conversation that was kind of confusing to me not too long ago. A guy trying to tell me he can make me a better coach and he can get me more people. He can do all this stuff. And I was confused that why do you think that's not happening now? Because he never asked me what any of my statistics or any anything like that was. And I realized he had really attached what he thought I was as a coach to my social media platform. And I was like, bro, that's a big difference. I didn't go to school for marketing. So I don't, I don't, I don't, maybe I don't post three times a week. Maybe I don't say the right buzzwords to draw you in, but man, I'm very clear on how to help people, you know, see themselves and transform their lives. And maybe that doesn't get echoed in my marketing, but hell, I ain't go to school for marketing. So it makes sense, you know? <laughs> um, yeah. So for me, man, it's, it's really just becoming more and more aware of myself and, and the way I want to create in the world and, and what I'm willing to try to create and connect, um, what I'm willing to do. And when I see somebody else doing it, I, I connect and I, I want to see, I want to thrive from it or grow with it uh yeah that's how how i see it and what i would say to them man just just believe right just believe that what you're doing is meant for you to do because you're the only one doing it yeah you're the only you so definitely that's a that's some great stuff that you're sharing here and and i i appreciate you sharing that too because you know obviously those three minutes probably sucked when you you know did they (laughs) (laughs) 
Ooh, shit, man. <laughs> <laughs> but but you know for a lot of people that three minutes would have pro- would have possibly been you know three days or three weeks or you know three months or whatever it could have been uh and so i i totally respect the fact that you you limited that to to three minutes and and use those two hours to do something more productive you know i now i don't have anywhere to be so i might as well show up might as well do it. i remember telling jasmine that man jazzy is my jasmine desmond who was yeah. on the yeah, Jasmine she's been is, on this show before. Oh my God, man, Jasmine is my baby. I love her. <laughs> but I, because uh, she helps me do a lot of my tech stuff. Because again, I don't know it. So yeah. Jasmine, uh, Jasmine, to call me early one morning and be like, "What are you doing?" And and it took me two days to do some, and fifteen minutes. She then hopped on the computer, took my computer screen, fixed it, shaped it, and, and I'm like, "Yeah, that's what I was trying to do right there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. right there, <laughs> that right there, right? Yeah, that." I remember telling her that and she was like, what? I said, Jasmine, it was only me and you that was signed up and we was both just testing the email link. <laughs> and uh, and she was just like, wow, even with sharing it with her, you know, it was just like, yeah, that's what happened. That's the truth. You know, zero people showed up. My feelings was hurt. Um, I sat down, but I got some done. I learned something about the way I put material out. And then it's on to the next, you know. Um, yeah, I I love that. I I mean, I I appreciate that because I don't know if I would have handled that situation as gracefully. <laughs> <laughs> I think I my feelings would have been hurt a lot longer than three minutes. So I, my feelings are hurt, and it didn't even happen to me. <laughs> that's that's what I'm dealing with here. But uh, but so I. I got one more thing that I would absolutely love to do with you. I, I know we're a little bit over the time here, so I hope you have a few more minutes to. Oh, absolutely. Shoot, man. What we got? All right. So I'm not sure if you're aware of this or not, but my, my background besides rugby and coaching basketball and some of that stuff is, uh, is I used to perform improv. So I, I performed improv down in Baltimore. I did some shows and, and some stuff while I was in Bangkok and uh, and so what I do is that this is called the playground, and so we're gonna have to play a little bit. And so, gang, oh, let's do it. Where I, I bring in a game, and we're gonna we're gonna play a little game here. That's uh, right. that's just the two of us, and we're gonna have some fun with it. All right, bet. So I got uh, I got two options for you. I'll I'll explain once you pick one. So you got to just go out on a whim and, and choose one. So we got okay. uh, we got ABCs is game one. Game two is one word at a time. So I'll, I'll let you, uh, you choose one of the two games and we're going to, uh, we're going to jump. Oh, one word at a time. Cause I don't even know if I know all my ABCs <laughs> right now. <laughs> like now that you just said it's a game called ABC. I can't, I'm like, A-B-C, I'm A-B-C, okay. Yeah. <laughs> so I'll share with you what that game is just so you know, because it's pretty funny, but that would be, we continue that our conversation and we start each letter of the next sentence with the next letter of the alphabet. So I would, you would start with like, your sentence starts with A, then my sentence starts with B. That's ABCs. One word at a time. Now, this is a great game. So we are going to, I'm going to ask you, you got to give us um, a question, a question that comes up for you often, like comes up from the people that you're working with, you know, something maybe you ask people, but a a powerful question. We're going to answer these questions together one word at a time. So, so, you know, you'll ask the question fully, then, you know, you start the sentence and then we go back and forth, filling in the sentence together. And then we're, we're just going to drop some really powerful knowledge right here together. That's, that's how this, this game is done. <laughs> so we hope. Yeah. <laughs> All so, right. So I need a question. So first. a question that, you know, some of your clients ask you, even if it's about fitness or, you know, a question that was asked, you know, whatever, something when you meet a new person, something you ask them, any, any type of question that we could help all of our listeners answer. Mm. Um, let's go with this one. Let's go with, um, how can I learn not to take life so seriously? Oh, per- that fits perfectly into this show. That's that's what we're talking about here. Yeah, All right. Yeah. So the question is, how can I learn not to take life so seriously? Rob, you're going to start. So give me one word and then I'm going to go with one word and we're going to answer this question together. You have to continue being yourself 
And then you must know where it will lead you. Will you see the benefits of that arise period <laughs> all right so so how do you learn to take life not so seriously you i, I don't even remember what <laughs> all those what the whole sentence you, was like. it was something about the essence of it is that we have to look to those experiences <laughs> and know that we're going to be okay at the end of it. <laughs> that, that was a long, long answer. I, I, I'm yeah. usually pretty good at, at naming them back to us. So uh, that, that one was a long answer. So let's let's hit, hit us with another one. So um, if, if you got um, another question, like people, people are dying to know the answer to this one. So mm, we answered how um, to take life not so seriously. How... Um, How do you laugh when everything around you is falling apart? Oh, okay. So this is this is a great question. How do you laugh when everything around you is falling apart? So I'll I'll get us started with this one, and then we'll we'll jump over to you. So you must listen purposely. That's pretty good so far. <laughs> <laughs> And <laughs> just have faith. Period. That's that's a great answer right there. <laughs> you must listen purposely and then have faith. I mean, that's that's it. That's how you how you laugh when, oh, when everything around you is like falling apart. All, All right, right. We, we I think we're gonna do one more. We got we got All time right, for a third one. So if you, do you have another question that you'd like to to throw into the arena? Uh, no, no, you throw one in there because I think when I throw the question, I kind of got a way I want to answer it in. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, you go with okay. the question. All there. right. Here, here it is. We're going to, we're going to lay a, lay a doozy on this last one. So it's what, what is the meaning of life? Mm. All right. So what is the meaning of life? I'll let you begin this one. Mm. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Period. Period. <laughs> yeah, period. That's uh, uh, that, next. Yeah. Period. I don't know. The end. That's that's where we end in this motherfucker at Martin. Right. That there. was I it. Think that, that was, was one one word at a time. That's how we do it. <laughs> so we answered some some really valuable questions. I mean, this is if if you need your questions answered, or if you have a question that you would like us to to go one word at a time, please leave it in the comments. Leave it somewhere and. I would love to to tackle another one of those, but it's uh, it's always fun to to throw that game into the mix. And when there's three people, it's like it's ridiculous because it's you know you forget the order. People are just saying words. It's crazy. So it's it's a little bit easier with two. But we uh, we really nailed some of those answers. Those were those were beautiful. That's cool. Me, me and Rob may have a, a future in in poetry, one one word at a time poetry together. To oh, you know that's I really man want to do um like I want to host like a a, a a community game night, a community fun like a talent show, like the community. <laughs> there it is. No, I mean, I mean, it's some amazing and talented people in our community. Like definitely, you know, you doing the improv. Um, Gary Stein, you know Nina Lockwood and Gary Stein? Of course, Stein? yeah. Bro, he's a singer. Did you know that? I did not know that. Man, dude voice is out of control, bro. It's no like, kidding. I yeah, did not know that. And he has this singing group, and he invited me, you know, and I'm, I'm sitting there scared shitless to sing, <laughs> but everybody on their singing voices, you're like, whoa. You know, so yeah, man, it's it's a bunch of uh, beautiful people who have some talents that one day I would just... I'd be thinking like impromptu, like I don't even want it to be planned. Like one no. day somebody emails somebody, somebody email, and this blast goes out. Everybody just jump online <laughs> to one Zoom room 
couple hundred people and we just start doing shit. Like, I don't know, it's crazy. But yeah, <laughs> that would be that, that is an awesome idea. And you know, what's really funny about that is we have, so I'm in a, a group we meet on, on Thursdays together. We've met every Thursday for the last, you know, about four, uh, six months now at this point. Yes, we, that, you know, we, that, I came you, to one of y'all. You came, one you came to one. Yeah, yes. Yeah. So, uh, so that's been our, our strategy is we'll just message, you know, someone that clearly like has no business, you know, hanging out with us like they yeah. they have better things to do yeah. and and people have been just coming in like you know we got Dickin to come that day we had yeah. marina galan come with us uh, oh wow man marina yes and and that's been the strategy so i maybe the the impromptu talent show may work beautifully and people are just gonna come and Dickin said that he his favorite thing is a come as you are party and i, yes. I feel like yeah. that's that's yeah. what it, it could be is a, a come as you are party if we do it, though, Thomas has got to be the voice. Hundred percent, hands down. Thomas, dude. When I heard Thomas start, I was like, oh. like I was just like, his voice is unbelievable, dude. Unbelievable. I was like, <laughs> he has the best voice. So you you have mentioned yeah. a lot of past guests on this show already today. So a big shout out to the to the past guests, including Thomas, Nina, Gary. Uh, Jasmine, they, they've all been on this show in the past. And, uh, you know, just a, a big shout out to all of them because they, of them, we've man. had some some good laughs as well with them. And uh, it's been a lot, a lot, a lot of fun. So, uh, so Rob, yeah, before I... We, before we end, though, I do, I do believe in, um, it's something we say in, in the hip hop culture of giving roses uh, before before people die. Uh my God, thank you for, for inviting me here today. And, and thank you for taking on your own uh, creativity. The more and more we start talking, I remember more and more from the course of becoming comfortable being uncomfortable with you. And, and some of the conversations start kind of hear me back like, oh, wait, he has connected that dot to that dot to that dot now that is out. So uh for what it's worth, man, I, I see that now. Like, uh, it's, 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 you know, in front of me, it's real tangible, can touch it and see it. So just kudos to you, bro, on, on doing your shit, man, and, and, and trying to, to bring something fresh and alive to this understanding. So I, I commend you on that, man. And uh, yeah. Thank you. Thank you. I, I really do appreciate that. That is uh that's very nice of you. And, you know, I, I got a lot out of that course that, that you guys were leading that, uh, being comfortable with being uncomfortable and, yeah. and those coaches all all six of you guys made a made a huge impact on me so i i appreciate that and and gotta thank you all once again yeah they, they uh, were a good team bro yeah that was that was a solid solid squad i put them up against uh you know against yeah. the nba all-stars if we if we it, had that's to. what i felt like I, I literally felt like i was on an all-star team it was the, like oh shit i hope i could play well enough you know what I mean? like it was like Lorna Davis, like I was like, what the heck? Like, okay, Kim, yeah, Jason, Kim, Justin, oh my gosh, Allah, like, yeah, it was, bro. They were special. They were. I really had a good time with with them. Um, and uh, yeah, yeah, I'm I'm putting it back out there. You know that that group's got to come back together. We got to get you know the the dream team, <laughs> the 2020 you know dream team back together. What's funny is. It was actually an exercise in one of Michael's classes. Yes. It was the Emerging Voices, right? Was that the class or, or some something like that? Whatever it was. But yeah, it was one. I don't remember which one, but it was just a it was a, a exercise. You know how you break out into rooms and you come up with something. And when we came up with it, it kind of kept going and kept going. And next thing you know, it was its own thing. And there was like, whoa. So yeah, that's what I really enjoyed about that group because it really was nothing. Yeah, it really was. <laughs> it no, like it wasn't a conspired act. Of, it really just stemmed from we all just so happened to drop in the same random breakout room, and and it just just went from there. So it was uh, it was so cool though. It was so that's, cool. That's awesome and and so amazing. I I loved it and the timing. I mean, I was like, it was like divine intervention for me to even be there because I didn't know any of the six of you at the time. 
and I met Lorna the day before it started on Nina's creativity call. Creativity and, call, yes. And so that. she she like shared it, and I was like, you know what? I'm not gonna be anywhere the next few Saturdays. Like I'm in, <laughs> and it, it was it was wonderful. So I thank you again for to that Zoom yeah. breakout. Lorna Davis is a special human being, man. Her, yeah. she is a special human being. I she, mean, her, Nina, really Mariana, all of them, and they're just everybody's beautiful in this, in this thing, man. So, yeah, yeah. some yeah. some great names being shared here today. Just some yeah. some wonderful, wonderful people. So, if you're if you happen to be listening, we we appreciate all of you and what you guys are. Yes, we do. And and Rob, before we close out here, um, I'd love to give you. Uh, a chance to share, you know, one last piece of, of wisdom or anything that you'd like to share with the listeners. And then I also love to, to give you an opportunity to share, you know, what you're up to, where people can find out more about you if they want to connect or um, what you're excited about for the rest of 2021. Um, as far as the, the last part of wisdom, I, I, I don't have much of anything. I'll just, I'll just tell people, have the day you deserve. Mm. you know whatever whatever that means you just have the day you deserve and where you can find me is i'm rob cook i m r o b c o o k dot com um, or i'm rob cook on the social media platforms if you go out to the 3pgc.org um, website you'll find me under the podcast um and yeah you'll see me around on on hopefully on people's shows and, <laughs> and things like that so and please don't, I still answer my own emails and and, and I, I'm not to the point where somebody else answered for me. It's going to be me responding back, you know, uh, so don't be shocked by that. Uh, so yeah, reach out, man. You know. Definitely. That's awesome. I, I love that. You're like, oh, I don't really have any wisdom, but then you just dropped this awesome line. I, I love that. I never heard that before, but that was, that was great. Uh, and I'll, I'll leave all the links to your stuff in the, uh, in the comments section or in the, the show notes. So if you're interested in connecting with Rob, he is only a click away. And uh, and Rob, I just wanna thank you once again for for being here, for you know just showing up fully and you know just having as much fun as possible. This was a great, a great, great, great conversation. I, I've always enjoyed our conversations together and I, I, I just know, hope there's I many more to come. I do. I appreciate it too. Uh, kind of put me in a good mood to go do this yard work I got to do. <laughs> <laughs> Very nice. Anything I could do to help them, I'm, I'm happy to, to motivate. <laughs> but, uh, but for everybody listening, thank you so much. This wraps up episode 20 of the Entrepreneur Playground. And uh, just going to close this out by saying, don't forget to play in the moment. Thank don't hit record yet. Don't hit record. Don't stop it yet. Did you stop it? I did not. Okay, go back because you're going to have to edit that. This episode 18. This 18. What did I say? Did I say 19? 20. I said 20? Oh, my gosh. Damn. <laughs> We're going to have to say, all right. <laughs> this is episode 18. Thank you very much for listening to the Entrepreneur Playground. And we're going to wrap this up by saying don't forget to play in the moment. <laughs>